Welcome to the SEO Happy Hour Podcast with We Do Web Content. Listen up, marketers and small business owners. If you're looking to get a better grasp on understanding how to use proven digital marketing techniques to grow your business, you're in the right place. On our SEO Happy Hour Podcast, our team will teach you the proven techniques we use with our clients and interview the industry experts on marketing, SEO, content, social, and more. Grab a drink and a seat. And here is your host, Alex Valencia. Good afternoon, friends. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of SEO Happy Hour. I'm stoked to have my buddy and our SEO marketing director, Jordan Castler, here. First of all, let me thank you all for taking the time on a Friday afternoon to join us and cheers with us on SEO Happy Hour. So um, today we're going to be talking about HTTP versus HTTPS. Um, you know, really important topic because in October, Google, um, what's the actual date? Well, coming this coming month, right? Just this October, yeah, give it a date. Right, so this October, you Google will not be showing up your website on Chrome, and Jordan will get into it further if your website is not secure. Well, they'll be showing the website. They'll just be showing an icon that says your site is not secure. Exactly. I'm going to let the expert talk on HTTP and HTTPS versus HTTPS, and um, we're also going to be answering other questions. There's a couple of announcements I'm going to have, so make sure you stay through the end, because um, while we're answering questions, I want to just touch on a couple things that came up in the SEO world um, that Google announced, and um, we'll go from there. So Jordan, Tell us what is happening. What's Google talking about HTTP versus HTTPS coming up in October? Why is it important? What do you think, as a law firm or a business owner, we should be doing to protect ourselves? Um, what are your thoughts? You know um, how many people are on HTTP right now, and how many people are on HTTPS. So, in other words, I want to know like how how many people have not made the migration yet and are worried about October. Okay, so you saw the question. I'm going to put the poll up. How many of you are still on a non-secure, so your website URL is HTTP versus HTTPS? So how many of you are HTTP, and how many of you are already on a secure site? I can hear Sibyl and on different websites. I'm in the process of making the migration from one of my two law firm clients. Okay. Both. Good job. Um, yes and no. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think we have like a 50-50. Okay, cool. Um, out of those 50% that do not have HTTPS, uh, I guess um, how many are doing it because of how many aren't moving to HTTPS because of lack of resources and are worried they're not going to meet the October deadline? Okay, did you get that? How many of you are doing it because of a lack Google? of resources? Lack of resources, or what was the last one? And are worried that you're not going to hit the October deadline. 
Yeah, are you worried you won't hit the October deadline? Some people haven't put in the time yet. Is it a lack of resource? Some sites have transitioned. Uh, money have been trouble, but client said no. Other clients, I'll have to buy SSL, cert, then WordPress plugin. So maybe you want to touch on that one. It looks like this is a uh, digital marketer. Um, if you're using a WordPress engine as the hosting for a lot of these clients, it'll come with the um, SSL certificate, right? But I think that happens. Like when we uh, buy the hosting through WPEngine.com yes. for our clients for the, I think it's 300 for the year. Yes. The you opportunity, it, it'll come with the SSL certificate. So it makes it'll it easy. Come. It's not an additional charge. It's not. No. Okay. It comes with WP Engine. If you sign up with WP Engine. Right. Right. I don't but know if anyone. But if you just sign up regular WordPress on its own and set it up on your site like I have, no, you're not going to get HTTPS. Right. So, so it looks like GoDaddy comes with it for about a year. Okay. Um, okay. So let's let, let's back up on on what this mean, what Google sent out, and what this means. Alex, I don't know if you can show a screenshot of the letter they sent out to Google. Yep. Uh, Webmaster's tools. So, did you get a letter that looks like this? Can you guys see it on my screen? In the letter, it specifically says, "This is just for Google Chrome." Uh, here, here's the email now. Um, this is saying this is going to start happening in October 2017. If you have any fields on your site, they're going to that are they will show not secure. So, such as text uh, fields for name. Email, etc. Those are going to show as not secure, um, and it's going to deem your site as not secure. Now, this is just specifically for Google Chrome. Okay. So what happens is, Alex, are you able to navigate to a website um, from here to show yeah. your browser? Here's one that I was looking at earlier today. Sorry, okay. folks, <laughs> if you're on the line. <laughs> Uh, so you click that little icon there. Do you guys see my screen now? Yeah, usually that should be like a green lock if your site's secure. It's not a green lock. It has an information bubble. And this is telling everyone, you have to click it one more time. This is telling everyone uh, your, your connection to this site is not secure. You should not enter any sensitive information. It has problems with all these cookies and microphones and blah, 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 all these problems why your site is not secure. So this is what happens with Google. Google's going to begin doing this to every single site that has a name, phone, and email address um, that not, not necessarily isn't collecting the credit card information. They're just going to mark every site is not secure. If a site is secure, it's going to have a little green lock icon in the upper left corner. Um, maybe we could show we do web content and how that looks. Since you guys are still on top of it. Alright, so now you can see up on the top left it says little green lock and it says secure. You want to be noticing this. You want to start to pick this up because people haven't been noticing this in the past. This is something that people are going to be noticing from now on. So you look at that, that says secure. Not only does it say secure, if you look at the first letters after that 
domain name, it says HTTPS. Hypertext Transfer Protocol Secure is what that stands for. And so when you go back to the site that we were looking at, you're not going to see that HTTPS anymore. If you hit the back button, Alex, or go into go to the site itself, you're just going to see the www and the domain name. You're not, you're not going to see that. Now, you might see a site with HTTP in front of it, okay? Um, but you're not going to necessarily see the HTTPS. That S is that, that golden ticket there um, that tells you that the site is secure. So this is just in Chrome, not, not the HTTPS, the HTTPS, just this warning button is in Chrome, where Chrome said in October they're no longer going to give you the green secure if you're not secure anymore. Now, this secure tickets used to be for, for e-commerce sites. You used to want to get a secure socket layer. You used to want to pay for one and install one on your site for e-commerce sites because you're collecting information. You are collecting security credit cards, and you're storing those in a database, and it's super secure. Um, you're not going to order if it's not a secure site. Uh, that's originally what it was meant for. And then uh, Google moved to like wanting to be everybody's secure. And Google and themselves, like in 2013, said, hey, we're going to be a secure site too. Google.com is going to be a secure site. So they made their site secure. Now what happened is, is they said, well, since we're a secure site, we can't pass any information on from our site to your site. And everyone's using Google Analytics. So when someone types in a keyword into Google Analytics, excuse me, into, into Google.com and they search, usually, typically, what would happen before that change, that keyword would go into uh, the Google Analytics of that web page, and then everybody who has Google Analytics, Google Analytics installed can see all the keywords that um, people were typing in in order to, uh, you know, look to see how people are searching, what people are searching on, and, and making sure their pages are aligned, etc. Well, when Google moved to HTTPS, they got rid of that, and we lost our keywords in analytics. And that was a big, big thing in the industry. People were very, very upset. They're just like, how ah, are we going to get our keywords? How are we going to know what people are searching for us for? Um, there's been some, like, slight workarounds around that. More recently, and I say recently, I say like a year, maybe a year and a half, maybe two years, Google has put in a, some keywords back in the Google Search Console, but it's just not the same. You can't break it down by page level the same. You have to do extra work for to do that. Um, and it's only 90 days of data. You have to build your own kind of API script if you want to kind of keep grabbing that information every 90 days. It's just cumbersome, and it's... It's just not it's just not quite the same. Um, you know, there's some filtration going on, and there's some limitation going on. So, um, really bad for SEOs like ourselves that, that can't get those keywords. Now we have tools that will tell us um, what keywords you're ranking for. So, you know, we're still happy, but um, you know that that's kind of what happened. Now, and some of the tools we like to use. Jordan, just throw that out there. I think like, one of my favorites is uh, SEMrush. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So SEMrush um, and like Bright Edge's Data Cube. 
uh, will show us the keywords the site ranks for, not all of them. It will show us the keywords in positions 1 through 100 in, in Google that are ranking in positions Google 1 through 100 in Google. It will show us keywords that have 10 or more search volume per month. So it will show us everything. It will show us those keywords. Um, and you can look at that. That's the cool thing is you can look at competitors with that information too and see what they're ranking for, see where there's overlap, see where there's not overlap, find, find a gap analysis, et cetera. Um, so that's, that's, that's a really cool thing that, you know, that's helped us a lot. And you mentioned it was just on Chrome, right? What about Safari and Explorer? Nope, you're good. This is just for Chrome. But anything Google does, anything Chrome does, who follows yeah. sweet, right? Yeah. You know? Um, Google had, you know, Bing, Bing had the disavow first, and anybody who comes up with an idea first, Google like hurries and jumps on it. Or if Google has an idea first, everyone else jumps on it. So Bing had the disavow tool first, and then Google came out months later with a disavow tool. So, so yeah, you know, I would expect that the industry would follow suit with this with the same issue. Um, now I, we've been talking about SEO, right? Um, this is not exactly SEO, and then we'll talk about that a little more. Um, it is so when people come to your site and they want to convert on your site, people are going to start noticing that green secure icon, and if they don't see that green secure icon, they're less likely going to put in their email information, their personal information, because they don't know where it's going. So, so they're very, so they're very much is a problem with conversions. When you don't have your site HTTPS, people don't trust your site as much. They don't see it HTTPS. They don't see the green icon. Um, they're less likely to convert on your site, especially if your sales, if you're selling things on the site. If you're an e-commerce site, this is extremely important for you. Um, if you're selling anything, this is a small thing like an ebook. This is important for you. Um, it's going to help the conversions of, of of whatever you're trying to sell. So, very important. And then you know, we, you know, we can talk about the SEO side of it. Uh, what happened is Google came out and said, "All right, we're going to give you a, a bump in their algorithmic ranking if you uh, if you have HTTPS in your URL." And everybody did it, and then nothing really happened. There's a small bump or whatever. But that's kind of Google's way of saying, like, let the dust settle, and then you know we'll start ranking sites. Um, as of a month ago, you looked at the top ranking sites in Google across all the keywords. It was like 70, 80 percent. I don't don't quote me, but it was like a huge amount of the pages were all HTTPS. And then Alex sent me the uh, uh, article this morning stating that Google's kind of Google's been playing with things a little bit, and they're turning back the notch on giving so much prominence to HTTPS sites, giving HTTP sites a little bit more prominence. I think what Google's found out is just because it's HTTPS doesn't mean, you know, it's quality content. Who knows what their the thought was behind there? And then they, um, you know, they're dialing that back for now. They're always dialing. They're always dialing. They dial up, dial up, dial down three times a day. You know, so you never know what Google's going to do. Uh, Google's a roller coaster, so the right thing to do is make your site secure um, and keep it secure, regardless if the dial is going up or down. Especially uh, because it's such a minimal cost um, to do it. I mean, why not, right? Why why not follow the direction that Google's giving us? 
when it's so simple to do so. We, we find so many people that think, oh man, it's just trend, Google always does this. Well, you know, we're at their beck and call, right? They're, they're, they're managing what our industry is supposed to be doing and we want to give them. Their job is to give the user the best possible experience. That's their job. Our job is to deliver a good experience for the users that are searching on Google or any of the other um, search engines. But for right. such a minimal cost and, and the amount of work that it takes to switch it, you might as well get it done. Um, you know, someone commented, you're going to get users that are going to be visiting a site that because it's not secure, they're not going to do business with you. Again, you know, Jordan said, this originally started with e-commerce sites. I'm not going to buy anything off a non-secure e-commerce site. Why would I give my email address and contact information to a business that is not secure, especially with so much hacking um, that, that's going on? So, you know, it's, it's a small detail. Um, minimal costs on a web development side it shouldn't take the developer that much time to do it um, you know it's uh, I, I think it's something that if you're not selling to your clients you, you need to push it um, I think it's what 60 bucks if it's not included but um, you know the industry we're in I, I think uh, you know one of the, the people that are watching the industry we're in they want the users to have a good user experience. Um, we deal with a lot of law firms. It's important for them. It's profitable for them to make sure they're giving their clients the best user experience, and we've seen it. We've seen the ROI in it, um, and our clients see the benefit. So maybe, maybe we are overestimating your clients, but the industry that we're in, Jordan's been in an industry where he's worked in e-commerce as well. He can give more feedback on it, um, but we see the we definitely see the importance of, of doing it. Yeah, I used to work at Overstock.com, and we didn't have this opportunity back then. Had we had this opportunity back then, we would have been on it first thing. Um, same thing with AMP, uh, accelerated mobile pages. Uh, if you haven't heard of that, it's it's a way to uh, sim simply install a plugin on your site make a few tweaks and when people see your results there's a they can choose your amp version of your page and you know get a very slim down light version of your content that loads very very fast so Google is moving to towards a mobile first index next year they said they were going to happen it was going to happen this year it got delayed Next year is, is, is the mobile first index. And what that means is Google is going to judge your site based on your, how, your presence in mobile. Historically, it's always been about desktop. Historically, it's always been about desktop, desktop, desktop. That's how your search engines are look, what, that's what the search engines are looking at. It's how your site is ranked. Now it's about mobile, right? So you know, if you have a responsive design, you're fairly in the clear because you're not having an M dot or a mobile slash creating different pages that your desktop doesn't have and creating chaos. Um, you know, and it's it and it's the it's even more important to have a, a faster site on mobile so because a mobile phone doesn't have the same computing power uh, uh, a desktop does. Um, it might be on Wi-Fi, but it doesn't have an Ethernet LAN. So you know, there's there's stuff like that. So 
you know, mobile first, and every second counts. Every millisecond counts for mobile as far as conversion goes. There have been tests done where two or three milliseconds makes all the difference in a conversion um, on, on a mobile phone site. So, you know, you want to get your site as tight as, as tight as possible, secure as possible, and as fast as possible, um, especially for mobile. Hey, Alex, is there a way for me to show my screen? Yeah. <clears throat> and then while while I'm uh, go, I just made you uh, presenter. But while while Jordan's getting that ready, um, he he touched on mobile first. That's going to be our next webinar because uh, you know I think it's important we understand how mobile is changing, how the content that you're developing for mobile should be changing, and what you should be looking at, especially when it comes to uh, a lot of the clients that we work with with law firms, on how we want to be restructuring the content so it's easily read on mobile. And we'll go into it much further during that webinar, but it's going to be really interesting because it's, it's going to be changing the way we do things, or at least the way we think about content. Um, since it's going to a mobile-first algorithm in, here in the near future, right? Um, I, I, I think they're thinking uh, sometime in, in 2018. So mobile is going to be extremely important. We'll be talking about that in the next webinar, and that should be real interesting. Real quick before you get going on the next slide, um, we, had, we had another question. Can you, or if you're going to do this later on the uh, webinar, but what... Where and how would you buy an SSL certificate, Jordan? Um, there's many places that sell SSL certificates. GoDaddy is one. I think WP Engine is one. Um, you can buy free ones. Um, they they are different. I, this is where I'm not the expert at. There's many different kinds. There's there's like two encryption two twenty four. And stuff like that, um, you know. I'd say that if you're an e-commerce site, you want to buy probably one of the most expensive ones. So I'm not the best one to answer that. Um, I'll have to confer to uh, my associate John, who can you know help you pick out the best certificate because they, there's different kinds. They range in price, and I really can't tell you the best one to to pick out. Right but now, I can tell you this. I can tell you that Google only sees HTTPS. So it doesn't matter if you have a free certificate or an expensive one. Google see, only seeing HTTPS. So if you're really concerned about security on your site, like if you take you take uh, credit cards, you want the expensive one. If you're not concerned about security, you're just taking a name and email address. Get a free one. Awesome. All right. What did you want to show us? I was just showing in the slide that, you know, when we're talking about mobile, um, 2016 was the first year that mobile overtook desktop search. I mean, that's huge. That's a huge thing. Uh, and that's why Google's moving toward a mobile-first index because they're saying, hey, everyone's going mobile. You know, be it, and when we say mobile, it's really about portable. It's like, it's, it's your phone, it's your tablet, it's your watch. It's the connection in your car. It's it's the electronic headband. It's uh, it's it's the 
alarm clock, the Echo, the Home, you know, Google Home, the Alexa, it's your TV. You know, it's not just your phone. Everything's going, you know, that direction. And so, um, you know, voice search is going through the roof because of that. And so um, times are changing. Times are changing a lot. So we'll talk about that more on our, on our next call. Yeah, and that's why, uh, again, just touch on it again real quick, why the content is going to be so important for mobile on what people are, are looking at for mobile. Usually when mobile, you're not in a place where you're static, just like you're on a desktop. You're, there's so many different distractions when you're on mobile. So the reader's possibly not going to read through 2,000 words of content. They probably want to get to whatever it is they're looking for quickly. Um, and visuals probably going to be a really important thing to consider with that. Absolutely. Um, when you bring up visuals, I was at a seminar recently, and there was a guy in Google, and he talked about uh, how two, was it 2019? 2020. 2019, I think it was. Yeah, 2019. 80% uh, of the internet is going to be video. 80% of consumption, let's say, is going to be video. Um, and that's a really big thing. Uh, you know, this is the year, or last year was the year of mobile, and it had been upcoming for over five years in the making. We're approaching the, the year of video. Um, you know, it may not be 2018. It may take well into the 2000s, but you know, video is going to be very important. It's something we'll keep our sights on and talk about in future uh, podcasts. Yeah. But what, sure. I want, what I want to talk about now is uh, we're doing video right now, right? What I want to talk about now is um, the Google's four moments that they talk about in the consumer journey. Um, they have. They have, I want to know moments. Um, so let me just read these to you. 65% of online consumers look up more information online versus a few years ago. 66% of smartphone users turn, up, turn to their phones to look up something they saw on a TV commercial. So what does that say about TV? You know, we, right. we look at TV as old and traditional, or we look at radio as old and traditional. Same with billboards. But you know, people are referencing what they see on TV on their on their phone. You know, and it's hard to kind of track that path. Um, you know, the path to someone saw something on TV to their phone to the store to you know searching again to go home on their desktop to finally purchase and get it shipped to their house. I mean, it's it's really hard to define that attribution. So there's the so there's the I want to know moments. There's the I want to go moments. These are when someone's searching for places near me. Um, this has increased twice in the, in the past four in the past year. Um, Eighty-two percent of the smartphone users use a search engine when looking for local business. This is when somebody's out and about; they want to know where to go. Um, and when people are, you know, then there's the I want to know moments. These are people that 65% of online consumers look up their information online now versus a year ago. 66% of smartphone users turn to their phones to look up something they saw on a TV commercial. Again, with the TV, um, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, do I skip one? 
Yeah, I read the, thing, the same thing twice. I want to do moments. 91% of the smartphone users turn to their phones for ideas while doing a task. Um, they're cutting their hair. They're trying to fix something, what have you. Um, and then there's, you know, how-to content that they watch. So people are turning their phones for how-to content, informational content. They're not necessarily turning to buy. They're looking for local businesses. They're not necessarily looking to buy, but you want to make sure that you get these moments all the way up to the I want to buy moments because people will go to the store and 82% of the smartphone users consult their phones while they're in the store deciding something what to buy. So they're, they're looking up the price checks. They're looking up the reviews. They're looking up, you know, if they want to buy something. Um, and there's a 29% increase in mobile conversion rates in the past year. So, you know, it's, it's changing the landscape, even the retail landscape. And, um, you know, that's something we'll want to talk about more. But, you know, we talked a lot about SSL. We still got to go back to that and talk about the cons. But I just briefly want to talk about the importance of mobile before we get to that. And that's why it's so important to have a secure site because you want people to get, when they people, if people finally do get into the I want to buy moments, you don't want them coming across an insecure site and them leaving you for another customer. Exactly. And then again, just to touch on video again, I mean, if you have kids, you know that kids are going to video for everything. Myself, I'm a little older. I, uh, I like to read it. But for my kids, everything is YouTube. They're, they're watching YouTube. So I can see why they're, 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 they're forecasting that video is going to be absolutely grow even more for everything because the people, the kids that are behind us, they're using video for everything. So the future of it is, is going to be you know, a lot of visual, right? Video, I mean, Snapchat's huge with, with kids. I mean, those are like 20-second inserts of, of quick content that, that people are trying to digest. So you can see where the future of, of search and, and marketing is going, where it's just going to be very visual, very quick. The attention span is low. So the content has to be intact and ready to deliver for that, uh, for that user. Exactly. So back to SSL, yeah. So back to SSL, let's, let's talk about some cons, because there are some cons with, with SSL. Um, originally when SSL came out, AdSense, people who had AdSense on their site, they freaked because um, they lost a lot of AdSense for some reason. Um, the reason I can't explain is very technical, but they lost a lot of money and a lot of people left AdSense. And since then, AdSense has fixed a lot of things. I don't know if they're 100% fixed, but you, AdSense's comment from Google is, and just to be clear, AdSense is different than AdWords. AdWords is where you pay to buy traffic. You bid on keywords to buy traffic. AdSense is where you have an ad that comes on your site. You put your ads on your site, and it's powered by Google. And if somebody clicks that ad, you, you get paid because somebody clicks that ad that's on your site. It's usually a display ad on your site. So let me just make that clarification first. So AdSense people were, get, were getting upset that they weren't getting the money that they, they felt they should need. Uh, when they moved to SSL. Since then, they said they fixed it. Um, they said that it happened on people with older AdSense platforms that hadn't updated that. So I, I don't think it's an issue anymore, but be cautious. Um, some people have complained about that. Um, another thing is that, you know, 
there's there's ways you can screw up this process of migrating to an HTTPS. There's ways to screw it up. So it's not as simple as just you know installing a plugin. Uh, you got to make sure that all the old 301s, all the 301s of the old site, 301 to the new site. That means all the pages redirect over correctly. They redirect from HTTP to HTTPS. All your internal links you have on the site that point to an HTTP page now point to an HTTPS page. So you're going to make sure all those internal links are updated. You're going to make sure your canonical tags that you have in your code are pointing to the HTTPS page, that's the HTTP, HTTP, HTTP page. What happens is you create this like three direct loop where you're, you, you hit the HTTP page and then it has to redirect to the HTTPS page. And then, in the, and then in your source code, well, then there's the HTTP page. So it goes back to that and then it redirects back to the, it creates a redirect loop. It drives search engines crazy. Um, it creates a lot of handshakes. It slow down, slows down your site. It's terrible for SEO. Um, so make sure that doesn't happen. Um, make sure the robots are update, up to date. Robots text file are, are up to date with your HTTPS sitemap. You want to make sure that's updated with your new HTTPS sitemap. Make sure all those URLs in your sitemap are updated with HTTPS. Um, and you want to go back. Let's see. Um, you want to go back to your links and, and any links you have control of, update them to the HTTPS. So, like for example, your Facebook, you might be still linking to the HTTP page. Go back and make sure it links to the HTTPS page. Just go back to the links you control and do that. Don't worry about the hundreds or thousands of links out there that you can't control, that you don't have a contact to, and you know, this is not worth spending hours and hours of your time because Google just redirects those old pages. The problem is there's a little bit of loss in that redirect. We don't know how much, maybe 5% per se. So maybe it could be as much as 10, but what the problem is is you might have that issue. You might There's two issues that might happen when you move to a HTTPS uh, site. One is Google sees all those pages as new URLs. So Google sees, Google doesn't recognize the difference between one URL that's HTTP and one URL HTTPS. Those are two different URLs to Google. When you migrate from one URL to another, Google says, "Oh, you have a new page. We need to figure out this new page. We need to, you know, we need to figure out this whole new site because it's a brand new site because it has a S in the in the letter." So, so, so Google goes through and tries to recalibrate, tries to re-understand the site. Um, there's a couple problems there. Uh, well, one, well, Google's when that happens, Google can put you into a, what's called a sandbox and kind of they kind of keep you there until it figures you out. So you might lose some rankings initially. Sometimes that can take one to three months. Hardly ever three months, but it can take a month or so for Google to figure out. Okay, we figured you out. We'll put you back. But they might not put you back. Why? Because. Well, Google might reevaluate your site and say, "Hey, your site isn't deserving as isn't as deserving as it was to rank where it was ranking. We just needed some time to reevaluate your site. We'll put you back, just not where you belong. You, you need to make sure you have a sound, sturdy, awesome running site to be able to do HTTP and be confident you're going to be put back where you belong. Be so you want to have a technical SEO audit." 
You want to make sure your content is sound. You want to make sure you have no thin content. There's a myriad of things you want to make sure that that's in order that you do before you do your HTTPS migration because you could be pulled back in the sandbox and to be stuck there. So that's one important thing. And then another thing is to add the HTTP strict transport security on top of your SSL. Don't know what it means. I just know you have to do it. Your developers will know what it means. Um, but you know, consider those things before you make that switch because uh, it's very important. We we have the web do content. We can do that for you. We can we can audit your site, make sure it's structurally sound, make sure it's ready to go, um, monitor it through the process, do a post optimization audit to make sure everything's running smoothly, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you kind of want someone there from beginning to end. The last thing you want to do is go like, okay, I just made my switch. Can you come take a look and make sure everything's all right? We want to look at things beforehand, make sure they're okay, then make a switch, and then monitor things after the effects. So otherwise, we're scrambling, we're redoing things that didn't need to be redone. It's costing you more money because we're having to redo things um, other than if you just had us there in the beginning. So. You nailed it with that. I, I, I want to just go back real quick to, to an SEO audit. Um, if you're a webmaster or if you're one of the digital marketers on here working with an SEO agency, it's so important that any client you're taking on, that you're doing an audit for, that you're doing them at least every six months and auditing, audit, auditing them for technical, for content, you want to look at everything. Um, you know, when we take on a client at, at we do web content, the first thing we do is is do a preliminary audit. Once they sign on, we're going to do a a full technical audit, and then come back to the client with all the errors, technical errors, content errors, everything that we found. And the first month of that is going to go into fixing and getting the website where it needs to be, so Google can actually crawl through it and see everything. I mean. Think of it as as the 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 vein system in your body, right? Um, if something's broken, if a couple of veins are out of broken, the blood's not going to flow where it needs to flow. The same thing with with the Google Spider. You think of your website as a as a map, and and if some of the links are broken, if there's areas that Google cannot crawl, it's gonna get it's not going to get to the places you want it to get to. So technical SEO is huge here for us at We Do Web Content to make sure the website is healthy before we start doing any additional work. Um, you know, I've said at a conference before, it's like putting gorgeous tires and wheels on a on a on a shitty car. Um, you know, you're not going to do it. You want to make sure the car looks good, it's operating correctly, and then you start adding and building out that foundation, furnishing it, and and doing what it needs. That's eventually going to get it to start performing. And at sometimes with a broken site, that a site that's broken technically, you'll find that a technical audit and fixing those errors will get the site in a way better position where it's ranking. We've seen it before within a month, two months um, of just some small technical fixes. And again, going back, I don't. I want to stress the importance of that redirect from HTTP to HTTPS. We've seen that a lot of times where they'll forget to do that direct correctly and, and Google seeing that as they're seeing it as two different sites, right? HTTP versus HTTPS, Jordan? Yeah, two different sites. Yeah, yeah. so it's it's extremely important that that's being done correctly. And, um, you know, we do advise on doing it, but when you do do it, 
make sure you're working with a web developer that knows the SEO side of things and is doing it correctly and you're working with the agency to get the, that done. And the problem with two different sites is uh, duplicate content. We all have heard maybe duplicate content, that word thrown around. Um, when Google sees your site as two different sites, it doesn't know which page to index, which page to not, and creates a huge crawl problem. Um, it, it sends out it de-index pages that it shouldn't, indexes pages it shouldn't, etc. Um, oh, we got a question. And what is thin content? Well, I, I guess that could be really subjective, but I, I'll answer it and then Jordan can, can kind of back me up. What we feel is thin content is if I'm a user and I'm doing a search, I want to be able to get the most information out of that search query without having to leave that page and go somewhere else to find it. So if I did a search for something specific and I get to your page and you're selling me on something that was irrelevant to what I wanted or just wasn't enough information, to me it's thin content. For us, when we're developing content, we're going over and beyond. We want to make sure we're answering that user's questions about everything relevant to that search. So if I'm looking up Christmas tree pink uh, wall hangings, I want to make sure I, that you're telling me everything I need to know about that specific search, where to put them, where to buy them, whether they're going to break when I buy them, or, I mean, just as much information as possible is, is what I believe. Thin content is just going to give me the minimal, and sometimes it might be fluff. And to a search engine, usually thin content is less than to, uh, like 200 words a page, I guess. And it depends on your site. Uh, you, you know, you have your header, sidebar, navigation, your footer, and in your footer and sidebar navigation, and you might have call-outs, etc., that will ha that be on, be on every page, and they might have all, their, all this, you know, information in it, and they might have more information in, all, in the sidebar and the structure and the template of your site than you do in the actual content area of your site. So if, you're, if your content and your template is overpowering the content in the content area, that's what's considered thin content. Um, I would recommend at least 300, 500 words of you know true text per page um, to not be considered thin content. If you are considered thin content, Google thinks you are considered thin content, um, they will just not index. They'll put you in a supplemental index, um, and, and that's you know a place you don't want to be. So if it's important content, you know I recommend doing a content audit, going through all the content of your site, looking at the word count of all the pages on your site, saying okay. Um, these these pages are under this many words. We need to add as many words to these pages. These pages are old. We need to update them. These pages are crap. We need to scrap them. Um, and that's what Google really wants you to do is go through and prune all all the pages on your site. It's a laborious process, but they want you to prune your site real tight um, so you know which pages you have and are making the best of, of all your content. Um, you know there might be there might be an old page that you wrote about. Um, Halloween costumes, and um, it did really well in its time, but now it's, it doesn't, and you're finding that in the analytics, and you're wondering why. Well, you, you have dated old Halloween, you know, you have Britney Spears costumes anymore. They're not popular there anymore, and so you want to go through and update that content with the latest trends in Halloween costumes, and then um, kind of 
re breathe some life into that again and, and, and that you can see some new, new breath of fresh air um, in that in that content on those pages right yeah thank you yeah thank you guys for the questions um, any any other questions we have out there any questions on HTTP HTTPS mobile content feel free to answer any questions right now we have a few more minutes on the call um, otherwise, I'm thinking our next webinar, I'll be traveling probably within the next two weeks or probably next month sometime, part of the holidays. Um, and then, in more exciting news, we are possibly kicking off our first conference sometime in May 2018. So expect an email for, for those of you that registered and, and attended to pre-register. Um, we don't have a price in mind now, but it is going to be in South Florida in May. It's going to be a three-day hardcore SEO training with Jordan, Jason, some other SEO experts, um, our content team. So you'll be learning on all about digital marketing and how to put a actual project together. So bring your thinking caps and your laptops and make sure you pre-register because I am going to be giving a discount for those that attend the webinars and to our clients um, but it will be a, a hardcore training it's not a uh, it won't be a pitch fest it's you know you're gonna sit down and you're actually gonna learn strategy um, so we're excited about it um, the email should be coming shortly after the webinar so make sure you pre-register if you have any interest in it um, there's no cost right now but um, you know we're getting everyone's names down, and those that pre-registered will get a uh, a chunky discount. We had one more question. Um, what WordPress plugin do you recommend to install an SSL cert? Um, I, I don't know, Jordan. Do do we use one? I know John, our developer does everything. I mean, everything on our end is is developer heavy. Um, we're going in and actually coding. A site um, we're not depending on plugins because they break so we, we like to have as much control as possible as far as I know and I'm don't quote me on this is there's not a plugin that you can plug in to get an SSL certificate you have to get it from your hosting provider whether it's free or whether it's paid they have to provide you with an SSL so your hosting provider provides you with an SSL certificate and that's how it gets installed on your site And we could try to get more information on that for you. Um, but yeah, I'm going to, let me just show my screen. Not to install a shirt on every page. I found one for $60, but don't know if it's the best. Yeah, I don't know, Karen. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. I, I wish I could be more help. We'll have to ask John and, and get back to you. So shoot me an email. Um, and, and we'll ask John what might be the, the most helpful for you there. Do we have any other questions? Um, I just want to show the URL um, that you're going to be getting for for next year's conference. So hopefully you guys can start getting ready. You can ask uh, if you're a digital marketer or if you're a law firm director of marketing or an attorney that's on with us. Um, make sure you go ahead and uh, register with us. Let me just get presenter back. 
bear with me, guys. Can you guys see my screen? Yeah. Cool. So that's the uh, URL. It's going to be in an email, so it's possibly in May. It's uh, HTTPS at wedowebcontent.com SEO Content Masterclass. So possibly sometime in 2018. Um, oh, I guess you have my email. But it's Alex at We Do Web Content. If you have any questions, do we have any other questions on line right now before we sign off. Cool, we made great timing today. Good job. Um, almost 3.30. Oh, we have one more. Let's see. No, to the install. Okay. Cool. Um, I think we're good, guys. Thank you all for joining. I appreciate it. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. My email is alex at we do web content. Um, and we're we're happy to help. We look we welcome all your feedback on our webinars on content that you want to learn about. Um, Jordan's going to be on the panel in PubCon here in November, so we're excited about that. Uh, hopefully, some of you will be going to PubCon. Um, I think you're going to be talking on content and content strategy in one of the panels, and I think you're on a couple other panels. Um, another buddy of mine is talking on pay-per-click and um, in-house SEO training, which is uh, really cool, important for, for those bigger agencies. Um, but we're stoked, man. We're, a lot of great things are going on. Again, feel free to email us. I appreciate you guys always joining the webinar. Um, check out the podcast. So the, there's a whole bunch of other recordings that might be helpful on there for you. It's SEO Happy Hour, so you just type that into Google Play or iTunes. And have a great Friday, man. Thank you so much again. Um, for joining us. Jordan, thanks so much. Awesome. All right, signing off. Happy Friday. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to SEO Happy Hour with We Do Web Content. For more great content and to stay up to date, go to wedowebcontent.com and we'll catch you next time.